This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Home Affairs. Two men. A government department. A crisis. This is the theme of the latest theatrical production at Daphne Kuhn's Theatre on the Square. Veteran actor Lawrence Joffe plays the role of a Jewish man who is experiencing a midlife crisis and who believes immigration will provide a new life. But first... He has got to get that passport. <laughs> Lawrence, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. So we will leave it up in the air as to whether or not you did get that passport. Yes. Yeah. But what you are acting specifically a Jewish character. Yes. Why is that important to the story? So one of the things we're trying to do with the story is we're moving away from just a black, black and white issue. Uh, many people don't know in this country that just like the black community is divided into various racial groups and ethnicities, so is the white community. And uh, many people don't realize that, of course, white Jewish boys went to the army, white Jewish boys did what they were forced to do. And hated every and second hated of it. And hated every second of it. And, and so it was an interesting element to bring in. And, of course, it, it is my generation, so we have all the stories. We know what happened. So it wasn't that hard to... To, f- to find the information to put in. So uh, it's very clearly part of that narrative was you being Jewish. Yes. And just to give a little bit of background, you're two men, you're sitting in home affairs, um, and you experience what the average, what actually all South Africans experience, Correct. probably now every two hours, load shedding, yes. frustration, and all the rest. It's a very topical play at the right mm. time. Do you feel that it was, it's brave what you do, the things you say, do you think it's brave? And do you think you could have said it maybe two years ago? No. So it's all fallen apart. And why is it home affairs? Because that's the one place no one can queue for you. You can't pay someone to go there. They need to take your fingerprints. You need to sit there and you need to wait for as long as it takes. You need to come back to collect whatever you wanted in the first place. It is symbolic and representative of where this country is. You have no choice. You will sit there until someone decides to deal with you. You will deal with the load shedding. You'll deal with anything else that's gone wrong. And what is interesting is if you look at this, the signs and things that are on the stage, they're all real. We just went and took photographs. Wow. <laughs> there was there was no need to doctor wow. anything. So you will see if you look at the sign that says Department of Home Affairs, it's as we took it. Um, Lawrence, in South Africa during the apartheid years, culture had was used as a political weapon. Correct. And plays particularly were extremely effective in getting and capturing the mood of the day. Do you see this, your play, as a cultural weapon? Absolutely. And in fact, I suppose our hope is that we are just the first. Because we had struggle theatre, and that played a part. And that struggle theatre wasn't just at the market theatre, it was in community halls. It was all over the country. And it was people saying, this isn't okay. Then we were all polite for about 15 or 20 years and particularly the white community very scared to say things because we will be cancelled we will be judged well now the black community are joining the white community in saying actually no it's not okay um and we need people to say it unfortunately a huge part of our free press is no longer free because it was bought by a certain gentleman who shall we say is under a cloud 
So the people outside of Joburg, people who don't know which media sites to go to, they're not getting the information. And, in fact, in last night's show, I actually mentioned Dorator. Right. Because I couldn't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, on everybody's <laughs> lips at the moment. Yeah. It's what the entire country But what amazed me is is that we have um, statements put out by Fikile Mbalula, who is outraged that someone would dare suggest that the ANC had anything to do with corruption at all. And, you know, it's just a few naughty elements. And then we have uh, the Justice Minister, Lamola, saying, playing the race narrative, as the ANC always do, and saying, no, this is, white people are just trying to show that black people are not competent. To which my response would be, no, we're trying to show that the ANC is not competent. They are incompetent and crooked. And that is why it all falls apart. It's got nothing to do with race. But unfortunately, the ANC has driven the race narrative all these years. So let's look at the race narrative because it's a, a Jewish, specifically Jewish white man and a black man. Yes. Okay. Um, written by a white woman. Yes. To what ex- so we feel confident that your, what you're saying is reflective of what you represent. To what extent can we say the same about your fellow actor? Cello. Cello Ramon So Cello, interestingly enough, was a member of the ANC. In fact, he was a member of Mkonto Wesiswe. Okay, so now he comes from a background of having been through the mill. He's seen it all. Well, you do not want to sit with him in a dressing room and get him going. <laughs> okay. His anger is, is extreme. And he keeps showing me clips from other ANC guys. And these are, these are not these are these are the guys who were there. They're not the the chaps who just joined, right? Uh, so that they can make some money. These are the guys who were in the trenches, and they didn't come back and expect to get tenders. And if you speak to all of them, at some point they were in a position to. And a lot of them said, "No, that wasn't what it was about." Now they look around themselves. They look. They're sorry. They look around and they see all these ANC people who weren't there. They weren't there, um, and that's why there's a lovely line in the play where he says. Don't talk to me about struggle. It's easy to talk to struggle from the leather seats of your four by four. Um, And that's a very important line because what he's saying is you have struggle envy. Uh, It's a bit like Julius Malema. He missed it. I'm sorry, Julie. You missed the struggle. Gosh, it wasn't all it was made out to be. It was pretty horrible. But there's a romanticized notion. And you see that now at universities where the EFF, all the kids who went to Private or Model C schools have got fabulous accents and, and all the latest stuff from Santon. They all vote for the EFF because there's a romantic notion of struggle and struggle is not romantic. It's just nasty. And that's also what you showed in your play. You were mm. not in any way comparing pasts. No. But you were showing that pasts were difficult and complicated mm. irrespective. Mm. Yeah. And it was done with such great sensitivity. And because it wasn't like a hierarchy of struggle or anything no. like that. It was personal experience. And I have to commend you and your team on, on getting that message across Thank so, you. so subtly and tactfully and well done. Mm. Lawrence, the play also talks to hope. Mm. And I wasn't sure if it will resonate more for those of us who are staying or for those who plan to leave. Who's your audience? Our audience is actually everyone. And it's so interesting. So there was a black lady in on Wednesday who came to me. And in fact, exactly that, what you've just said now about it being hope, 
where he speaks about it's not about electricity, it's not about land. What they've stolen from us is hope. And we don't know which way to turn. Do we leave? Do we stay? That That is the problem. And if we can target that, I think Sello mentions, he says, we mustn't go for the decoys. We need to understand that it's hope. And if they create in us hopelessness, we're done. Because while we are being hopeless, they're stealing the country. So the, ho- the, the theme of hope is huge. And I mean... There, there's a lot of comedy in the in, in the show, and there's a reason for that, because no one wants to sit there and get hit over the head like some of the old struggle theatre when by the time you left, mm. you were actually phoning friends so you could have a group suicide. <laughs> um, you know, it's not that kind of show. It's a fun show while at the same time hitting where we are now. Where are we? Um, and so many people have le- left, and, I mean, people are leaving all the time, but there are – well, the, there's a core of people who are going, I don't want to go. Let's hang in. Uh, again, one of the lines of, that's the question on everyone's lips. How long do we stay before we pack our bags? But what about all the black people who are, and as white people, we don't realize, they're also saying, how long do I stay before I pack my bags? Um, so obviously, both Sela and I, we don't want to leave. Why would I want to leave? Again, there's that whole speech about why would I want to leave everything I've ever known? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that for me struck me because at some point, Celo says to you, and this is in and out of load shedding and broken lights and lots of anger and frustration, and also, as you say, humor, where you say, he says, you want to go. And you say, I don't mm. want to go. I have to go. I have to go. And that's, that's the dilemma because I mean, the line is, is I don't want to leave. I tell myself I want to leave. I tell myself it's going to be great opportunities. But at the end of the day, basically, I'm a middle-aged man. Okay, my my looks have kind of gone. Okay, <laughs> everything's fallen apart. Do I really want to go somewhere where no one knows me? Now I'm going to start again. I can't talk about chappies. I can't talk about knickknacks. I can't talk about anything because we're different cultures. And even if you were to go to the UK and spend time with, you know, a Jewish culture it's still not your culture there's a judaism thread that's common but your life isn't common so you will always be an immigrant yeah and even if you go to america my friends tell me you think you're speaking english but you're not you're you're speaking a different english completely and and it's all comes from a different place and that's always scary um so yeah lawrence what was the response to your show thus far so far it's been fabulous um I think because it's making people think and also we are saying what everyone is scared to say. You know, one of the first lines of the show is, I'm sorry you're suffering, but you voted for the ANC. No one's prepared to say that. Okay. But that's the truth. I'm really sorry. It's what people think. Um, and of course we talk about cancel culture and, yes. and you know, the generational gap and all yes. the nonsense that goes on now. You know, Howard Feldman would, would love it because Hey, it's what he says every day. Um, but, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's just positioning us. Uh, we, we speaking, you know, I always talk about the silent majority. Mostly everyone is silent. Everyone just wants to get on. Everyone wants to have a normal laugh, have a good laugh, bring up their children. And that's across color barriers, race, um, religion. We all want the same things. The people who make the noise are such a small percentage of the population. So we like to think that we are speaking for the majority. 
Um, and what we would love is if community groups started saying, actually, it's okay for us to start doing what we used to do 20 years ago. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And, you know, it's becoming very hard, I, I think, especially for theater goers, where we regurgitate mm. the old shows. And mm. they were great shows then, but they're not talking to where we are now. Um, you know, and for me, why this is quite interesting is many years ago, I did a show called Love, Crime in Johannesburg with Malcolm Perky. Okay. And it was prophetic because it spoke about all the corruption and everything else. It was a, a musical satire. And, of course, that was literally, I think, in 2000. Um, this could almost be the follow-on oh. to that show. Um, and it would be great if the Malcolm Perkis of the world started doing this kind of theater again. Um, so I'm saying on this on radio, Malcolm. Okay, no pressure, but it would be great if you started. Do you hope that? Well, I mean, you, you say you say you do, but the response to where where will you be going from here? So now that the show's out there, obviously we are hoping that the show will travel. Mm. When you have a new production, you can never pre-book it anywhere because you, you actually don't know. It might be people might actually say you so missed the mark. You don't know what you're doing, and then you know you crawl away into your hole and go, "Oh well, we tried. Maybe I can become a plumber." Um, but um, Hopefully it will travel. Hopefully we'll be able to go to festivals. Hopefully other theater managements might look at taking it on, uh, which would be great. I would like to see the show travel. And as you say, I'd like to see it inspire others and mm. certainly get conversations going. Um, um, I enjoyed the show. I Thank really you. did. I came out of there, as you said, thinking. I came out of there having felt touched and also felt that it was brave for you to say what you were saying in the in the way that you were. Of course, artistic license gives you maybe an yes, opportunity to yes. do so. But I think it was very cathartic. Hopefully. We hope it will. <laughs> so uh, I encourage certainly all of the High FM listeners to go and support it, to go and see it, and, yeah, to go and enjoy it. And th they've got to remember that when you're over 50, you can say anything you like. <laughs> it's a rule. <laughs> if anybody would like to do so, how, how long is the show on until? We run till the 11th of March at the Theatre on the Square. Uh, and they can book through Compu Ticket or just phone the theatre. And if you phone the theatre, you will always find the amazing Daphne Kuhn on the other side, which is worth phoning the theatre just for that, yes, as absolutely. I always say. So, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Lawrence Chaffee, who is the actor at the show, currently on at the Theatre on the Square, Home Affairs.